Johnson. There's Grosjean, is it? Coming down the inside by Jimmy Johnson. Oh. And then he tags Colton Hurt. A lot of Andretti uh -uh. on Andretti crimes happening today. Uh -uh. Wow. How about this? Scott McLaughlin, back-to-back -back wins for the captain in successive years here. Yeah. But it's a first for McLaughlin up in Ohio. With mum and dad on site to witness their son's victory here in Ohio. Nice drive there, dude. Just like the same beat, same guy. Did the same thing. You crushed it. I'm proud of you, bud. Thank you, guys. So proud of you all. Thanks for the... Watch the Honda Indy Toronto, Sunday, July 17th at 3 p.m. on Peacock Premium. Past podcast, episode 32, where you just witnessed, well, some of it anyway, the uh, <laughs> 2022 version of the Honda Indy 200 at uh, Mid-Ohio. That's what we have uh, coming up here. Uh, this weekend, uh, after a a short uh, weekend break, uh, the uh, the boys are back at it there at Mid Ohio at uh, Lexington, Ohio, uh, to be exact. So uh, we're going to uh, take a look uh, at at that race coming up this weekend. Uh, obviously, we'll preview it, uh, discuss it. Uh, also, too, we're going to have uh, Ryan from the Indy Car Scoop is going to be joining us about uh, 9 25 uh, this evening. Uh, he, uh, he is out uh, in a remote location in uh, Southern uh, Indiana. So uh, hopefully he'll be able to uh, have a, a great reception and, uh, and we can talk to him. Uh, he'll help us preview of this race obviously as well. And then he'll talk about uh, the ongoings over at the IndyCar scoop. And then uh, as always uh, at the bottom of the hour, uh, Mike from uh, uh, burnout uh, sports and burnout bets will join us as usual. Uh, but uh, before we get to that, uh, Josh, glad to be back here. It is uh, race weekend and uh, uh, exciting times here in the uh, NTT IndyCar series. Most definitely, um, we're getting into the getting into the uh, the de dog days of summer here and uh, here at IndyCar, and uh, one car is uh, is shining above all the others. You know, Alex Pillow. And I mean, I don't know if I if I could ever remember any driver in any sport having such dominance over one series as Alex Blow is this year. I mean, just seems like every race weekend his uh, his his points lead just grows massively. Um, doesn't matter. Nothing seems to be uh, going wrong with his car as of lately. You know, he's wheeled off uh, a couple wins in a row uh, back to Indy. Back at Indy in the 500, he was in there for the for a chance to win it, but um, it's uh, it's becoming a great great season, uh, and I <clears throat> can't wait to see what happens farther down the road and uh, how the how, who who ends up walking away with that big big trophy. Yeah, absolutely. I know you weren't. Uh, you know, obviously you weren't here. You weren't even in the country. Uh, last week, when uh, uh, Tony uh, filled in uh, for you and did a uh, admiral job there, to uh, to say the least. But uh, but yes, uh, coming into uh, Mid Ohio uh, this weekend, obviously, uh, as you touched upon, there is no hotter driver right now in the NTT IndyCar series, and and uh, there's no driver that is at the level I think that uh, that Alex Pillow is is at right now. Um, I know uh, Tony touched on maybe uh, Scott Dixon's run uh, a few years back, uh, but other than that, 
there is nobody that is right now in the same stratosphere, I think, uh, to say the least, as as one uh, Alex Pillow. It's going to be interesting to see. I know he, he it's been uh, brought to him uh, about maybe potentially having this uh, championship uh, wrapped up. And, and I think uh, he, he's, he's obviously spot on when it comes to this. Um, nothing's wrapped up yet. He's still got a handful of races left. Yes, he's probably going to be the odds-on favorite uh, in a lot of them. Uh, Mid-Ohio here, and then uh, Toronto, uh, Nashville, uh, Iowa, uh, Indianapolis, you know, et cetera. Uh, he's probably going to be a heavy favorite uh, in those, and I'm sure Mike will talk to us about that uh, later on. Uh, but the run that we are witnessing here from from Alex Pillow right now um, is, is one that is uh, it's going to be hard to touch, uh, I think. And, and if he continues to uh, finish, not only finish P1, but just finish consistently in the top five, uh, it's definitely going to be hard for uh, anybody in the top five, top ten uh, in points uh, to uh, to catch him right now. Most definitely. Um, it's just. You know, we, we talk about his wins, but his consistency over the year, over the over the whole season has been has been right there. Uh, I'm not sure if he's finished outside of the top ten. Uh, I mean, there's been so many races that one may have slipped away from me, but I don't think. I mean, just the consistency. Um, you can't you can't teach that. I mean, and uh, I know uh, Chip's going to be uh, missing him next year when he goes over to Arrow. Uh, whether he's uh, driving in Indy or he's driving over in Europe for uh, F1, but um, just you you can't put into words the dominance that he's got going on right now. And uh, if you if <clears throat> at the end you could see uh, he finished second at this race last year, so he's going to be be a heavy favorite. Uh, he's going to qualify well, uh, barring any. Uh, any outside, uh, any, any, you know, catastrophic failures with the car or anything. So, um, I think when Mike comes on, he's going to tell us that, uh, put all your money and, uh, mortgage the house and put it all on below this weekend to win. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's just dominance, pure and simple. Yeah, that that's exactly right. And I would imagine, you know, maybe some of the favorites, uh, Mike's going to have this week, obviously, is like you said, the aforementioned uh, Alex Pillow and uh, and somebody else uh, that, that we've touched upon a lot here um, is uh, Padua Ward, uh, the up and down season uh, that he has had. I think he's probably going to be uh, another favorite, uh, I think, uh, this weekend. Uh, but uh, a, a lot of talk, I know, on on social media, especially the um, uh, success that uh, Letterman La- or uh, Ray Hall, Letterman Lanigan racing. Uh, has had here this is kind of their uh, their home track uh, so to say being from ohio so it's going to be interesting to see how they do as well so let's get to uh, let's get into the the preview here that we have uh, for everyone of uh, mid ohio uh, the uh, honda indy 200 at at mid ohio uh, let's throw first the track map up on screen there uh, for everyone uh, this is a 2.258 mile, uh, 13 turn natural terrain road course that offers a little bit of everything between elevation changes, high speed corners, flowing corners, tight corners, 
a narrow 40-foot racing ribbon, and a challenging entry into pit lane. So it's going to be interesting to see how the drivers uh, handle that. Uh, we're going to go 80 laps on Sunday or uh, 180 miles is the uh, distance uh, that is going to be ran here at, at Mid-Ohio. Uh, taking a look at some of the past winners, uh, as you've seen right there before we came on air, uh, Scott McLaughlin uh, took the checkered flag last year, and the uh, previous uh, two years has been uh, Penske dominance as well. Uh, you had uh, the uh, Indianapolis 500 winner from this year, Joseph Newgarden, uh, the winner in 2021. Uh, Will Power took the checkered flag in 2020, and uh, uh, Colton Hurt, or excuse me, in one race in 2020 was Will Power. Uh, another race at Mid-Ohio was uh, Colton Herta, uh, Scott Dixon in 2019, uh, Alexander Rossi in 2018, uh, Joseph Newgarden again in 2017, Simon Pagino in 2016, uh, Graham Rahal driving for uh, Steak and Shake, uh, if you remember that back in 2015, uh, Scott Dixon 2014, Scott Dixon again in 2012, 2011, and uh, 2009. So the uh, the Iceman uh, for sure knows how to get around there at uh, Mid-Ohio. Uh, after looking at that, let's take a look at the weekend schedule uh, that, uh, that we'll have here uh, for the NTT uh, IndyCar Series. And again, all of this uh, will be on uh, NBC, uh, Peacock, obviously, uh, Sirius XM, IndyCar, Radio Nation. Check that out. Highly advised uh, to do so. Uh, everything is going to be kicked off, as you see there. On uh, Friday, uh, June 30th at uh, 3.05 p.m. when the cars will hit the uh, mid-Ohio track for the first time for practice number one. And then early Saturday morning, that's when everything really kicks into high gear. Uh, you have uh, practice number two there at 9.45. And then uh, a few hours later, uh, around uh, 2.45 p.m., you're going to have qualifications, round one, group one. And then just a little bit after that, around 3.10 uh, p.m. all uh, local times, keep in mind, uh, you're going to have qualifications round one, group two. And then uh, about uh, 20 or so minutes later, around 3.30, 3.35, uh, qualifications for round two. And then we're going to narrow it down after round two to the Firestone Fast Six. Uh, that's going to uh, get started there around four o'clock. And then we're, that'll determine uh, who has the pole for Sunday's Honda Indy 200 at uh, Mid-Ohio. And then uh, on Sunday, the cars will roll out one more time around 10.30 a.m. for their uh, warm-up, about a half-an-hour warm-up. And then the green flag drops for the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio at 1.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, that is your schedule as to uh, what's going to take place here uh, this weekend. And uh, Josh, is there anything I know? I know I don't know if you've been to uh, Mid Ohio before, but I know you've had uh, ample amount of time uh, uh, last couple of days to take a look at, at Mid Ohio. Is there anything uh, you're focusing in on uh, as uh, as we get there to uh, to Sunday? Uh, never been to Mid Ohio. Uh, my uncle has been there several times with his friends. Told me it's an interesting track. Uh, lots of, um, you know, as the, uh, you know, as much as I can, bumping and you know, you know, you're, 
you're going too wide, going too wide and do a turn, and it's kind of like a game of chicken where who's going to let off first, you know, in the preview. We saw a bunch of um, cars getting into it, going wheel to wheel uh, last, last, uh, last year. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some good competitive driving. Hopefully uh, everyone stays clean and uh, nobody, nobody gets hurt or goes into the wall. Uh, even though they have those safer barriers there, um, it's it's another it's another it's another course with you know 13 turns. I do find it kind of interesting. They call it the uh, they're calling it the Mid Ohio the uh, Honda Indy 200. If they're only going 180 180 miles, I mean that's uh, in in that kind of uh, in that kind of false advertising. I want my 200 miles. Come on, you 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 stress that there's 500 miles in the in the in the Indy 500, but you're only going to give me 180. You know why not give me why not give me a couple more laps? But uh, other than that, I I can't wait to uh, can't wait to watch it. Uh, I'll be uh, at work for the first 15 minutes, but then I'll catch it on the way home when I get when I get home from uh, from work. So uh, looking forward to it. Another uh, track that I'll be able to watch for the first time uh, intently. You know I've watched it, you know sporadically. You know in and out, walking in into the room and out of the room a couple times throughout the years. But this time I'll be actually sitting down and intently watching it and. Seeing what kind of racing we have, uh, I anticipate it'll be competitive. So, uh, just can't wait. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. I uh, can't wait uh, from that uh, that week off. Um, before our first guest comes on, uh, for people that are unfamiliar with what Mid Ohio looks like, uh, let's take a look at uh, Alex Pelos, uh on board camera uh, from one lap ago and his lap. Uh, one of the uh, many laps that he did at uh, Mid-Ohio one year ago. Uh, let's take a look at that so people can familiarize themselves uh, with what they're going to see this weekend. Keep pushing. Pajot's now behind, coming out of the pit. from Alex Pelos uh, on board camera uh, just uh, one year ago. So uh, hopefully people were able to uh, familiarize themselves uh, with the, what Mid-Ohio uh, looks like. And uh, keep in mind that that lap that uh, Alex Pelo put in one year ago, actually, you were just on board uh, with it, was actually the quickest lap uh, of the race. So uh, that's what Mid-Ohio looks like. Uh, definitely going to uh, – it's going to be an inter interesting race. And I think it's fair to say, uh, Josh, that the first 
handful of races uh, that that we have gotten this year have all been uh, really, uh, really quite competitive from the opening uh, weekend in uh, St. Petersburg uh, to Texas uh, to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and then to uh, Indianapolis for two races, uh, Detroit, and then um, uh, trying to think and uh, Road America. There we go. Road I had to America. think a minute. But, but yeah, I think so far the handful of races that we've gotten in the 2023 season uh, have been, for the most part, quite competitive. Yep, they have. And uh, I don't know what the um, – seeing I wasn't on the show last week, I'm sure you had the uh, – had what the viewership for um, uh, Road America was. But uh, it seems like every time we're pulling up ratings and, ha- and how many spectators watched on TV, the numbers keep going up and up. So uh, – and I think I think we're getting more and more eyeballs on the on the on the sport, which is always good uh, good for any sport. Um, I just hope that we can keep that IndyCar can keep going strong. I'm saying we as in uh, as if I'm part of the thing, but I am part of the fan base, and I hope we can uh, we can keep the uh, keep our viewership going up and up and uh, expand the sport even more. You know, getting more and more sponsors <clears throat> to be able to come in. You know, ones that. Ones that actually are, um, you know, more visible to us. You know, you got different, uh, different companies. Uh, you know, Kraft, uh, Ketchup. You know, all, all kinds, all kinds of different, different uh, ones that we can get on. Uh, get new liberties for the uh, for the cars. So uh, it's been a good season so far. Can't wait to see how the how it ends. Yeah, it uh, absolutely has. And uh, actually, um, we had a special guest actually uh, pop in uh, one week ago for people that uh, have not seen uh, last week's show. Uh, current uh, NT- or, uh, current uh, Indy Next uh, points leader actually driving for uh, a- uh, Able Motorsports, uh, Nola Siegel. Uh, actually uh, dropped in. Um, uh, Tony was up there in, uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, helping uh, Able Motorsports out there with testing, and uh, as he was uh, obviously on with us uh, last week, um, Noah was able to uh, actually drop in for a few seconds uh, in between going to uh, different meetings. So uh, had a uh, interesting special guest on uh, one week ago, and uh, now you want to talk about the role that uh, Alex Pillow is on? Uh, what uh, what Spiegel is doing in uh, in Indy Next is. Uh, uh, off the off the charts as well, and it's going to be interesting to see when when we get to the off season, or, or as they like to call it, the silly season. Uh, if uh, Spiegel does end up winning the uh, Indy Next uh, Points Championship, is he going to be the next one in line uh, for a uh, ride next year? Or you know, as we've seen at the the 500, uh, Able Motorsports was able to put together a team. Uh, for the 500, um, are they going to be able to put a team together uh, for a whole IndyCar season, or is it just going to be a one-off uh, like we've seen, uh, you know, this past May? That remains to be seen. But uh, uh, the the run that uh, no, that Spiegel is on right now is, uh, you know, is it, shadowed obviously uh, by what by what Alex Pillow is doing in on the uh, as they say the, the senior circuit. Uh, that's good. Uh, glad to hear we're getting more and more drivers on, whether it be from uh, the big series NTT or the uh, the next series. Um, always, 
always a good thing to see the the young up and comers. Uh, maybe if uh, maybe if they come on now, you know, when they're when they're less known and uh, they, when they get more known, they'll be they'll be more apt to come on and uh, talk to us when they're uh, when they're up in the big leagues. Um, I'm not re- I'm not very familiar with uh, Noah. But uh, if, I'll take your word for it that uh, he's dominating up there, uh, down there in the next series, and uh, uh, it's good. I'm glad. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure if Able Motorsports will be able to get a full ride out, full full year ride out of it. But uh, you know, there there is a there's a big there's a big car that's leaving. You know, big big driver that's leaving this leaving their team, and maybe he can. Uh, Maybe he can get on and take over that that uh, that spot that Pelot is going to be leaving. I'm not sure if he's uh, under contract with Abel for an extended period of time, but I can't imagine if Abel if he had a chance to go and drive for uh, Ganassi that uh, Abel Motorsports would uh, get in his way about that. Yeah, that remains to uh, be seen as well. Obviously, I mean we still have a, a season uh, to uh, to play out, but. Um, I probably should have opened up uh, with this and, and I, and I completely missed it. I, I, I had it teed up and completely missed it. Um, and, and I don't know if you've seen this earlier today or not. Um, but there was some very, um, unfortunate and tragic news, uh, coming from the NASCAR world. And, and I know, you know, we obviously don't go over, uh, we don't cross over, um, into, into that. Um, but I think with the, with with the ties that this individual has to uh, IndyCar, I, I think it uh, it needs to be mentioned. Uh, NASCAR this weekend is going to be in Chicago, which I think is going to be quite interesting too. Uh, this a street race for the first time in the streets of Chicago. I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see, and, and I'm going to be interested to see the viewership to what NASCAR pulls in. Um, but I think it's going to be this this race in Chicago is definitely going to be overshadowed uh, by the tragic news uh, that came out uh, earlier this morning. I first seen it on uh, on TMZ and, and take that news outlet or media outlet for what it's worth. Um, but definitely thoughts and prayers obviously go out to uh, Jimmy Johnson's family, uh, specifically Jimmy Johnson's wife. Um, if, if I remember this correctly, are uh, her parents. Uh, were tragically killed uh, this morning. I think along with their with uh, Jimmy Johnson's nephew. I think if memory serves me correctly, um, just a a tragic um, event from everything that that I've read. Um, it sounds like it was potentially a a murder suicide. Um, I think that's how TMZ reported. It. Um, Legacy Motorsports or Motor Club, excuse me, who Jimmy Johnson uh, drives uh, drives for and actually owns part of. Uh, put out on Twitter uh, earlier today that uh, Legacy Motor Club has elected to withdraw the number 84 Carvana Chevrolet from this weekend's NASCAR Cup Series event in Chicago. And then uh, added that the Johnson family has asked for privacy at this time and no further statement uh, will be made. So uh, huge news, uh, Josh, I think coming from uh, Jimmy Johnson, well, obviously Jimmy Johnson's family, uh, this morning, um, that, uh, let me go back to the, the tweet that I came across this morning, just to make sure that, uh, this is obviously being reported, uh, accurately, but obviously a huge, 
huge loss, uh, obviously, for the Johnson family where um, that's not the one I was looking for. Uh, let's see where, of course, I knew I should have saved this earlier today, uh, but uh, obviously I didn't. So I have to go back through uh, their timeline and I've had to have gone way too far. Oh, let's see. Where was this at? Um, and I hate having to do this. I, I said, I should have, I should have bookmarked this earlier. Uh, cause I know obviously we were going to talk about it and now, uh, obviously I can't find it. Uh, but they first reported it to obviously a uh, tragic loss there, uh, for Jimmy Johnson specifically, uh, Jimmy Johnson's uh, wife with the uh, loss of her parents. Definitely, I was uh, I was out at the uh, baseball field watching my nephew play uh, playing his uh, semifinal game today. When I was when I watched when I uh, first saw the headline about it, um, it's a tragedy. Uh, no matter if no matter the um, the circumstances of what happened, you know when loss of life happens, it's a terrible thing. Um, I know. Uh, I know Jimmy's going to. Uh, Jimmy was really looking forward to racing in Chicago this weekend, but uh, you know certain things take precedent uh, when your when your wife uh, loses not only not only uh, not only a parent but both parents and uh, and the and a nephew. It's a tragic thing that happened. Um, I haven't read too much into it. I uh, I tend to stay away from. Um, from the more tragic, tragic side of the world, uh, I try to be more happy and that's why I don't watch the news a lot, but, uh, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to the uh, Johnson family and, uh, and his wife's side of the family. And uh, I hope they can, uh, be able to uh, deal with this in their time of grief as, uh, as best as they can. Um, and, uh, hope to see Jimmy back out there, uh, on the, on the, on the, uh, sorry, NASCAR side, um, uh, as soon as, as soon as he has a chance and uh, he feels like his wife is is okay for him to be back out there. Yeah, absolutely. Can't uh, can't agree more. And and just the story from uh, TMZ Sports: uh, NASCAR star uh, Jimmy Johnson's wife and parents, an 11 year old nephew, uh, dead following a fatal shooting in their Oklahoma home on Monday. And according to law enforcement, the tragedy is being investigated as a murder-suicide. Uh, Muskogee police tell TMZ Sports Chandra Janaway, Chandra Jan- Jan- Sandra Janaway's parents, Jack and Terry Janaway, and nephew Dalton Janaway were found dead early, found dead shortly after 9 p.m. after receiving a 911 call from a woman who reported someone with a gun before hanging up the phone. Uh, cops say Terry is considered the suspect, but the motive is unknown and currently under investigation. It's not clear if she's the one who made the 911 call. So uh, that hopefully gets everybody there on the uh, same page. But uh, but uh, absolutely, um, what a you know tragic um, event that that anyone would have to go through. Um, me personally, I, I know what that's like, and. Um, you know, a lot of things I think you know run through your mind uh, when something like this happens. Um, and you know, obviously, Jimmy is a competitor; um, he is a racer. But I think more importantly, um, he's a human, and obviously, he's going to 
uh, do what he thinks is necessary and which is obviously I think racing is is <laughs> I don't think that's even in his mind uh, right now because you know what what he I, I can I, I can relate um, to what's you know, what he's going through but more importantly um, what his wife's going through um, losing both her parents and then uh, losing uh, her nephew at, at such a young age. Um, a, a lot of things um, go through your mind uh, when you get the news uh, of something uh, of this magnitude and, and something of, uh, of this nature. Um, there's a lot of, you know, obviously you have a lot of questions and you don't, you don't get a lot of answers. And, and the reason why that is, is as you well know, you know, it's an ongoing investigation. So the, the law enforcement agencies that are investigating this really can't, they really can't give you a whole lot. And, and, and it's frustrating. Um, it's, it's absolutely frustrating. Uh, they, they can, they'll give you what they can, but unfortunately it, it's not enough. And then sometimes you go searching for your own answers and you know, that you, you know how that turns out as well. So uh, just, uh, you know, a, a lot of things going on, obviously, in, with Jimmy Johnson, uh, his family. So uh, definitely uh, say a prayer or two for him. And hopefully, you know, he's able to not only him, but his wife uh, get this behind him. And he's able to go back out on the track and, and do what he enjoys to do, which is racing. And, you know, right now, obviously, like I said, racing is probably the farthest thing from Jimmy's mind. But I think, Josh, I would be shocked um, if we see Jimmy Johnson back on the track, uh, in the, the limited season, he's running for uh, the legacy motor club, uh, this year. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, you know, it's a, as you were speaking, it's a hard thing to deal with. I've never had to deal with uh, anything like that before in my life. Um, yeah, he may not be in an, he may not be back in a car, but, uh, you know, he may, it, I don't know. I, I'm not going to speculate because I don't know anything. Um, it's, it's a tough thing you got to deal with. So, um, we're just, uh, we're just going to hope for the best and hopefully we see him at least one more time this year. Hey, you might want to take your mic off your mute. There we go. Let's try that. But uh, but yeah, hopefully he's able to uh, get over this and, you know, he's able to get back out on the track and able to do what uh, what he loves to do. Uh, but I do see uh, that our guest has uh, joined us. Hopefully he's able to have a good connection out in the uh, remote area of Indiana that he is in. Uh, but Ryan from the IndyCar Scoop is joining us here uh, for a few minutes. Uh, Ryan, first and foremost, uh, thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your uh, busy schedule here to uh, to join us. Uh, you know, Tell the uh, audience there uh, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, essentially, we established the IndyCar Scoop. Uh, many moons ago, just to be a nice little source for IndyCar and be a collaborator with with wonderful shows like your guys's, and um, now here we are and collaborating with some of the best. So appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, again, uh, thanks for taking a little bit of time, obviously out of your schedule, being out there in that remote location that you're in uh, to right. uh, to join us. Um, we've been talking about not only uh, Mid Ohio that we have coming up this weekend, but the tragic news uh, that uh, NASCAR got this morning about uh, Jimmy Johnson and how horrific uh, that is. 
And uh, but uh, we do have uh, Mid Ohio uh, this weekend. Uh, curious to get to get your thoughts, uh, what you're thinking uh, about uh, Mid Ohio as uh, as we get to almost the halfway point uh, in this 2023 NTT IndyCar season. Absolutely. Well, you have to figure um, who's going to knock off the Penske's or the Ganassi's, right? The last three races, of course, been won by Penske drivers. And of course, the Ganassi drivers are always strong. They're strong in the championship right now. Um, as it pertains to road course racing this year, it's it's hard to um, bet against Alex Pillow or uh, Marcus Erickson. So you got to throw in Scott Dixon in there as well. Um, and even Marcus Erickson at times. So um, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top at Mid-Ohio. But uh, I, I honestly think that at this point in the year with how everything's going, you might start to see a little bit of desperation from drivers uh, trying to make a name for themselves or even uh, what, what they're trying to get accomplished for next year. So it'll be an interesting race, I think, come, coming this uh, Sunday at Mid-Ohio. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And and if you're a betting man, in which we'll we'll talk about that here coming up, um, I think not only for this race, but I think for the remainder of the season, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with with, with Alex Pillow. We, we touched on him today on this show and then last week as well. But the role that uh, Alex Pillow is on, you know, he has he has taken his driving, I think, to another stratosphere. And, and as long as he doesn't. Um, you know, as long as he doesn't become his wor- his own worst enemy, uh, I think he's he he won't admit this, obviously, uh, but he definitely has a, a firm grasp on on the points championship trophy. You know, as long as he doesn't become his worst enemy. Com- completely agreed, and and even with the talks of him in Formula One, um, it's certainly interesting to see how the rest of his championship will play out. He's certainly always been. Um, not plagued by uh, rumors and conspiracies and things as such, but it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this year plays out for him, of course, with uh, all the intention on what he will be doing in the following year and following years. Yeah, it absolutely is. And you, ha- you sound like a little uh, a little alien uh, there. So uh, hopefully there wasn't any uh, interference. But yes, uh, you know, what a way that Alex Pillow here uh, could be going out. Uh, Ryan as uh, the uh, a two time uh, NTT IndyCar Series champion. I think it's well known. Obviously, he's going to uh, Errol McLaren next year. Now, is that in IndyCar? Is that Formula One? I think that still uh, remains to be seen. Uh, but the pace that he is setting here uh, for the remainder of this 2023 season is obviously uh, one that uh, may not be able to be uh, touched. Um, I know also, too, um, you know, you talk about people that are trying to make a impression. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of in uncertainty uh, going into the off season, especially when it comes to a, a specific team that's at their home track this year or this weekend. Um, Ray Hall, Letterman, Landing, and Racing. I know they've been up and down. Uh, they, they've gotten rid of some of their uh, their, their top brass, their uh, engineers, etc. Uh, <laughs> curious to hear what you think uh, what they're going to do this weekend, like specifically being at their home track. I, I absolutely agree with that. I'm not so sure that we'll see Jack Harvey back um, next year or not. He may be a player in the game that essentially <laughs> might not uh, be a part of it. Um, but it's interesting to see what Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan will do in the in the next year. 
And um, I also want to want to pinpoint here as I'm looking at the stats for this year and, and the road courses specifically, um, Arrow McLaren Racing is certainly somebody to watch too. I think all three of their drivers have top tens in road course races this year. So that is definitely interesting as well. Uh, yeah, it it absolutely is. Uh, that's been a team I think that's knocking on the door of uh, of that uh, that top echelon uh, when it comes to the NTT IndyCar series. I know you're having probably a little bit of uh, reception uh, interference there, uh, so uh, we may not be able to have you uh, for much longer. Definitely have to have you back when uh, when you're not in a remote location, uh, obviously. But uh, Josh, anything uh, that you want to ask uh, Ryan here before we uh, before we let him go? Obviously, because he's having huge connection issues. Hey, Ryan, you're coming through uh, loud and clear on my end. Um, just want to thank you for coming on. Um, what do you thank think – uh, why do you uh, Why do you think um, Pato, Pato Awards has been not struggling so much this year? I mean, he's, he, had a, he had a promising – had a promising uh, future coming into, into, the week, into the year. He just hasn't been able to, uh, to put it all together. What do you think uh, – you think something's going on uh, on with the team or you think it's just bad luck? I think I think that he maybe was under the gun a little bit and trying maybe a little too hard. I think that's what honestly bit him at Indianapolis. Um, should he have stuck it in there? Should he have not? I, you never can tell from that. But it's interesting to see where he goes from here and what he can do uh, at the towards the end of the year. So, yeah, um, I, I, we were we were really high on him this year, and uh, I was of the opinion he should have stuck it in there. You know, he. He learned. He learned from last year. He was. He wasn't going to get. Uh, he was either going to go for it or he wasn't. Or he wasn't going to win. He just. He wanted to win that race, and unfortunately, the move just didn't. Uh, just didn't pan out for him. Um, what? Uh, just what? Uh, what part of Southern Indiana are you? Are you? Are you broadcasting from? We're actually. Um... We're actually in the in the remote parts of Columbus. I had to touch the old hot spot up here to get uh, more or less acclimated with uh, with the show and with the software and whatnot. But um, yeah, we're out here in, in Columbus, Indiana, definitely in the southern part of Bartholomew County. So uh, well, you're coming in pretty clear for being down there. Uh, I think Derek's having problems with his headset. That's that's why he's uh, he's not uh, wasn't hearing you too well. Um, well, can you uh, give give me a, give us a, a rundown of uh, of what your of what uh, the IndyCar scoop is and uh, where we can catch you at on uh, Twitter and all the social medias? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, since you can find us on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, YouTube, and on Facebook on at the IndyCar Scoop. We've been covering IndyCar for quite some time now. We're just we're just fans, just like everybody else, and uh, we appreciate the collaboration. That's really what I love about the IndyCar community and IndyCar fans alike is that collaboration. And we're never too proud to uh, to reach out to other people and, and and get their views and ideals on things. And I think that that's honestly what sets us apart from some of the other uh, shows and things of that nature. So. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on the show, like I said, and hopefully there will be a couple more collaborations in the future. Oh, definitely. Are you uh, planning on going to any of the uh, races this year? And I know we're going to be at uh, Nashville if you're going to be there. Yeah, we're definitely going to try to hit a few. I, I know we're going to mid-Ohio. 
um, this weekend. And um, we're also looking at a couple of different ones uh, in the future. Of course, it's the Midwest swing, right? So you got gateway and, and uh, Iowa and things of that nature. So we'll definitely be, uh, we'll be hitting some of those and and we'll have some good correspondence. I'm sure as well as what you guys will be doing too. So we appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. We're, uh, we went to, we're going to go to all the Indies because we're of course from Indy. So right, right. uh, We've got a room booked for uh, Nashville and it'll be my first time going and Derek's second time. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Maybe next year we were talking about going to Barber and a couple other places that are different. Uh, Derek, we've got you back. Are you here? Are you there? Ah, looks like uh, Derek dipped out. Um, you got a couple minutes to uh, keep talking IndyCar there, Ryan. Yeah, I, I have plenty it. of time. Okay. Um, so, uh, what, uh, what, what is what got you into IndyCar? Is it uh, just I, I would assume you're from Indiana. Is it just being uh, being in being in Indi- in Indiana that uh, just kept you kept you part of the IndyCar circuit? Absolutely, I think this year was my twenty. Let's see, my twenty seventh Indianapolis five hundred in a row. Um, I've just, like I said, born and bred in Indianapolis. It just is something that stuck with me. I went to the first couple of brickyards. Uh, and NASCAR is, is a good thing in its own right. It's just maybe not so much for me um, as it is some other people, but um, I still respect it and love the racing that they have here. Just American racing in general is, is always, you know, kind of been of interest to me. Uh, dirt racing, of course, as well. But um, being here in the in the heartland of racing is, is really what got me into IndyCar racing. And then, of course, um, I never – I guess I – guess, with all due respect, I kind of came in when the split era was happening. So I really had no uh, player in the game. I knew the history of it. Um, that never affected or skewed my views on anything. So I'm just a lover of IndyCar and, and uh, like post and pre um, whatever issues they've had, you know, in, in the past or the future. So, um, I think we lost Brian there for a moment. Uh, we got you back. We got you back there, Derek. Yeah, I don't know what uh, I don't know what the heck was up with that, uh, but uh, I cha- I uh, got back into it, and uh, obviously now it's uh, uh, working. So I don't. Oh, know what there he is. is but, uh, Ryan's back. There's we Ryan. lost you for a moment there, Ryan. And there he goes again. Yep, and, yep, and I think he uh, he is uh, frozen. So. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, we'll get him back here uh, on uh, one of the uh, future uh, shows and hopefully I don't have uh, audio issues and then obviously he'll have a uh, better connection but I do see that uh, our next guest here before we close things out Mike. is joining us and <laughs> Mike uh, from uh, uh, burnout sports uh, burnout bets um, You've had a little bit of time, I think, to uh, dig into uh, Mid-Ohio a little bit. Uh, and I know uh, Josh has missed you uh, oh so much, as you can see. But uh, what do you see, uh, what do you foresee uh, taking place this weekend? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, good to see Josh again. Wouldn't be a push to podcast without some audio, video issues. There's something always creeps up, some sort of grumbling. But hopefully you can hear me all right uh, down here in Florida. But uh yeah, man, this this is a tough race to handicap. Um, 
here's here's the way I'm looking at betting this race is um, I think you have to wait to place your to win bets till Sunday morning after qualifying. You need because it's just qualifying is I think we know who the players are. We just don't know, you know, those I'd say, I don't know, six to eight, six to nine drivers where they're going to end up on the grid and what, you know, what crazy thing might happen in qualifying. And um, so I think you got to watch that, see where they qualify and make your to win bets on Sunday. And I think you can make your top three and your top five bets before that. So I think you, you pick off those drivers that we know are strong. So obviously McLaughlin is strong here. He won last year. Power came from 21st to first. He knows how to pass here. So those, you, know, you got your two, two, even you could probably throw new garden in there. You got your three Penske cars, uh, you got Polo, obviously he's the top three machine. I'd be looking to grab his top three number if it's if it's a little a little inflated. Award is super strong at this track, could have won at this track. Herta from the Andretti camp uh, is strong at this track. Uh, Dixon, obviously he's got a ton of wins here. Now that's pre-aero screen, but he's still Dixon uh, when it comes to saving tires and stuff. So, man, uh, so, you know, I think I just spouted off seven guys. Like, I think those guys, you decide, you see what their top three, top five numbers are. You bet those on Thursday and Friday, maybe even after practice on Friday, you see who comes out hot. Maybe you can get some good numbers there. And then you got to wait and see what happens with qualifying. Because, you know, while you can move and pass in this race, uh, most of your your podium and your winners are going to come from the top top six guys, the guys who make the fast six. And, man, in any car, like, I mean, these guys are so tight, so close on these tracks. The times and the splits on these tracks – are you know within thousands so it's it's a tough race to handicap i think you got to kind of bet numbers and not drivers and you just got to see what numbers the books put out on this one and, and go from there definitely definitely um i, I was ta- talking earlier you were going to come on here and tell us to mortgage our house and put all our money on uh, polo to win because he's just having such a such a dominant season so far i mean he's got r- rattled off multiple wins in a row, but, uh, you didn't do that. So I guess, uh, I guess I'll not mortgage my house. Yeah. Look like Polo, Polo, you know, if you're going to make a big bet on him, like you got to remember too, now, like he's racing for this title. Um, so he might not be as aggressive and crazy. Like if he can just, if he can just cruise in a top finish on podiums and finish in top fives, he's going to win this title like easy. Uh, unless, unless new garden goes, just wins both Iowa races and then wins a couple more of these in between. Um, it's his to lose, and he. So I just don't think he's going to be racing for wins, and I think they're going to be smart. Um, you know, they're not going to go crazy on tire strategy. He's going to save fuel, so he's just going to rack up these top fives and top threes because he's fast. Um, but I think your winners are going to come from you know the guys who probably their season's over and they just want wins. So. You know, Herta made a big mistake last uh, two weeks ago with his tire strategy. I He was fast. He was fast here last year. Award, man, I still like Award. I think, you know, I think he's been a little too aggressive, but he's he's racing for wins too. So uh, he's another guy. And then, and then, like I said, this is a this has been a Penske track. Um, Power was awesome last year, uh, coming from 21st to third. And then, uh, obviously, McLaughlin won. So, uh so like you know, there's there's not too many you know there's a there's a set small subset of guys I think can win. You're gonna want to see where they qualify and then make your bets on Sunday. And I think you can get some good top three and top five numbers on on those top drivers um, before qualification. So snag some snag some two to ones, some three to ones. Um, you know, because like you know, you grab a Polo top three on Thursday, it's probably gonna be 
two to one or three to one, well, he puts it in the top three or qualifies top six. That's going to go to like even money at best for top three. So you can get some good, good value just kind of knowing that. So yeah, man, that's kind of the strategy I'm, I'm going to probably play for this race. Again, it all depends on the numbers the sports books put out there. You know, they hang, they hang a big number on somebody like uh like, like a Polo that give us like a 10 to one or a Herta or, or a Ward gets up to 10 to 12, 15 to one to win. Yeah. I'm going to jump all over that. Um, anything five, four, three to one, six to one, seven to one. Yeah. I'm going to be hesitant there. Okay. Derek, you got anything? Uh, Mike, is there anybody, and I know I asked this week in and week out, but is there anybody that uh, nobody's talking about, or obviously, you know, we know how, how smart the sports books are uh, that are, uh, you know, giving, uh, giving really low odds to that we could just throw a, like, you know, I know in, uh, in daily cash game, just throw a dart at and see what happens. Um, you know, Malukas has been hot. VK has been hot here before, uh, had a really good car. Lungard, uh, but you know, I'm not too crazy about the Ray Hall cars, but Lungard obviously put it up there uh, on a couple of these on like, you know, on uh, in Indy, same, same sort of track setup. Um, you know, you can, you can like look at power last year. I mentioned, I mentioned power 21st to third, like you can make moves in this race. Now the winner has always come from those top grid spots, but the, but the rest of the top five, you have seen some guys come from, from the back of the pack. So this is a race where you can actually, you know, make a ton of passes and you can move up the move up the field like we saw Power do last year. So you could get some big betting numbers and hit some big wins um, in this race, you know, potentially. So, you know, anything's fair game. See what the numbers are. See if there's a driver you like. But I said those guys I named, um, maybe top fives, Lungard, Malukas, um, BK. Those maybe are some guys if I get double digits for their top fives. There might be a couple bucks here and there. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, uh, Josh, anything else uh, that you want to uh, add here on the, the betting aspect uh, going forward before we uh, before we let Mike go? No, uh, it's uh, fairly simple. We're just gonna look look for those good numbers for some of the, for the, uh, for the top end drivers, see if we can get any good ones. And, uh, like he said, wait till Sunday to, uh, to bet our winners. Uh, I'll definitely take Polo and, uh, top three and, uh, top five, top three or top five. Uh, probably if, if, the, if he's got a good number before, before, uh, before qualifying, but, uh, always sound good advice. And, uh, I'm sure, uh, sure. Mike's looking forward to making a lot of money this weekend. Yeah, keep an eye out for some matchups too. Like last, you missed it, Josh, but uh, well, I don't even remember what the last race was. Detroit was it? Detroit? Anyways, no, whatever. It was, the last... uh, it was uh, Road America. Road America, yeah, Road America. Um, we swept the swept the top three, like nailed the entire podium, and and uh, there was a big matchup, um, Erickson over Lungar that that everybody put a ton of money on and cashed on that, um, and that was fun to watch. Um, so hopefully, uh, you never know; these matchups pop up, and sometimes. Like that was a big mistake by the sports books. I thought, uh, even though it was, it ended up they ended up finishing literally next to each other. Uh, you know, luckily on our side, but uh, um, you know, we'll keep an eye out for matchups where the sports books mess up and the lines the wrong and and they've got the wrong driver favored, and we'll jump all over those. And those those happen fast. Like that particular matchup, um, Erickson was an underdog 
to lung guard and has a high, had a higher grid spot. And within three hours of me posting it and some other guys posting it and retweeting it, it flip-flopped entirely to where the number went from uh, even money all the way to minus 160, 170. So that's a big deal when it comes to, you know, long-term profit. So yeah, be quick, but uh, keep an eye out for Twitter. I'll, anything I see, I post. If I see something that, that looks messed up, we, we post it immediately. If the sports books post the wrong line and, you know, we just got to be quick to the trigger. So keep an eye out on the, on the Twitter sphere and, and we'll go from there. We'll see what, we'll see what the sports books put out there. Sounds good. And then uh, I don't, and then I don't know if you and Tony have talked yet, but uh, for people that are unfamiliar, uh, you two usually do a spaces either the night before or day of uh, anything uh, noteworthy on that yet. Yeah, we'll talk. Uh, we were just texting a little while ago. I got, I should ask that question. So yeah, I'll be around. Uh, there'll definitely probably be a spaces on Sunday. Um, I'll be around this Sunday. Um, so uh, and definitely be gearing up to watch the race on Sunday and, having a few drinks hanging out at the beach. So, uh, yeah, look, so there'll definitely be a spaces and, uh, we'll, we'll have, I'll, I'll tweet the card out beforehand and, and, uh, there may be even some more stuff popping up with some of the, uh, you know, a couple of the F1 betters have been interested in, in some of the IndyCar stuff. So I might do some spaces with them. So just keep an eye on the Twitter, Twitter stuff. And we'll, uh, hopefully make some money again, like last, like road America. Thanks, Mike. Uh, definitely can't wait. And I think, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously can't wait. And I think we're both jealous, uh, that, uh, you're going to be on a beach and we're going to be uh, here in the middle of corn in Indiana, but, uh, Mike, uh, huge. Thank you as always uh, for joining us. Uh, look forward to uh, having you on one week from now, uh, to hear about uh, all the money that you and everyone else, uh, has, uh, has won this year. Fingers crossed. Good luck guys. Good stuff. Good stuff there from uh, from Mike. Hopefully uh, you guys have uh, taken his uh, betting advice uh, that he has given out uh, this year because uh, a lot of winning, as uh, Charlie Sheen would like to say, uh, has has come from uh, from him and everything that uh, that he does on the betting aspect side of things. Well, I think, uh, Josh, that does it uh, for uh, for this episode. Uh, hopefully uh, you got uh, something out of it. Uh, we'll be back in one week's time uh, to discuss and talk about what took place here at, at Road America uh, this weekend. Uh, maybe we'll see if we can, uh, if Ryan is back in a remote uh, location. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to uh, to join us, see if we can get him back next week. As, uh, he just sends out a, a message saying, sorry, my son was acting like a fool. That's perfectly fine fine don't have a problem with that but we'll see if we can get him back uh, next week and see if we can uh, have him on for a little bit longer but uh for myself josh and everyone else here that makes up the push to pass podcast the checkered flag has now dropped and we will be back in one week's time to discuss what took place this weekend at mid ohio so long everybody Now 
Great Wall ahead, no pressure.